are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome back to the Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am the Dungeon Master Dave. To my left we have... Henley. Udra. Lila and Garatha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And- I love that you say Lila and Garatha like you're answering a telephone. <laughs> Lila and Garatha. <laughs> Lila and Garatha. Would you like a pancake that, or would you like a waffle? Next time just like, Garatha's here, Lila's out to lunch or something. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so our... Our summary of last <laughs> of last time will be done by Fenrir. What happened? So Fenny here, and last time on, I was, you know, interrogating slash talking with one of the prisoners, and while I was doing that, we had. You <laughs> <laughs> was doing so well. You, you can't look on Elsie. this side of the room. Elsie's just so dancing. so hard to stay quiet for you, Zeb. Elsie's so happy that he used Fenny. So happy. Only all of the rest of us have been referring chin. to as Fenny the entire time. Uh, or Fenrir. Fenrir. <laughs> okay. Yes, Start well, over. Uh, so Fenny reporting here. Last time I was in the... Uh, Bellerin's uh, office, and I was in a talking with Oscar is his name, and he, him, and I had a great conversation. And hopefully, he's gonna he's, he's gonna start helping us out here, uh, trying to get to the bottom of you know who who's been you know tampering with Hayden's Hollow and Henley Boudreaux <laughs> and Lila slash Garatha were gonna go down to Mendrick's place and wanted to get to know. Menrick a little bit better. She kind of scout out the place. And that did not go over very well. Roscoe was standing guard outside of Bellerin's office until Dracaris came. And now Dracaris has an awesome bit of information for us. So the group is all together. Jillian in the office. Is, that, is Henley there now too? Yes, everybody is there. Okay. Dracaris is there. Mm. Bellerin's there. Boudreaux, Lila, Roscoe, and Fenrir. Or Fenny, whatever you want to call him. Fenny, Fenny, Fenny. Fenny. <laughs> okay, so Dracar starts off. It's like, so what information do we have? Tell me about what happened up on the on the, up on the plateau. Well, I've kind of filled you in a little bit, but I would like to let Tell everyone else about the letter. Go ahead. While we were up on the ledge and you were interrogating Oscar. Yeah, right. Um, and we were out kind of looking through the bodies. I could pull the letter off of Jeff's body. And it said, disable the left. Don't let anyone fix it. Signed with the initials MW. That's why I didn't want to say anything with him here. And that's why I kind of look now looking at Bellaran, why I kind of lied and tried leading the conversation in a different direction. So I am sorry for that. I did not mean to trick you or anything. I figured you had your reasons. But I mean, apart from that, pretty much everything that we've already told you guys 
we found the the other the party the other scouting party we went out to fix the lift jeff said nope this is ours being paid to keep it broken there was a scuffle and and oscar was the only survivor none of the other scout this is Drakars. none of the other scouts survived no you can kind of see sadness in his eyes but we have a prisoner yes he's been in here under fenrir's watch his name's oscar he actually seems like a pretty wrong place wrong place wrong time type situation with him we had a pretty good conversation um we also played the the old man together he's not that great of a singer but you know beggars can't be choosers you were able to talk to him then you got some information yeah, apparently there is a big bandit hideout. And he is willing to lead us there in exchange for him letting us go. Him letting us go? Or <laughs> <laughs> us letting him go. Oh, okay. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> He's in control. I did not know I dropped him. <laughs> Was um, this the prank all along? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sugar just got on. <laughs> Maybe. Dun dun dun! <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so for us letting him go, and he's also he's from Avalon, and I kind of talked to him a little bit, but maybe him traveling with us to Avalon, and he seemed like, you know, as long as we let him go, he would be an ally than a prisoner. You see, Jakar is kind of nodding him, nodding and kind of in agreement. Like, what do you think, Bellerin? I I think we got a shot. Bellerin kind of like strokes his beard, thinking you can tell he's in deep thought, trying to be very calculated. Well, he's thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to speak up. Dracaris, you said you had some other news? Ah, uh, yes. I have met with an old friend. For real. For, he looks towards Henley. How's he doing? He is doing very well. I had had him look into something for me, and he mentioned that so quite a while ago we we did take out some knolls in a in a in a cavern. We were able to take out many of them, and he says that the the knolls have moved up north farther, that there has been no knoll sighting down here. Oh, no, no sighting. Then what are those things that we saw? I don't know. We've but, had very a lot of null attacks, but he says they're not nulls because nulls wouldn't be as strategic as these ones are being. So he's he doesn't think that they're nulls. From, from what I understand, the group that we saw, though, looked just like nulls. They looked, act, talked. Click just like gnolls. I don't know. Well, yeah, but there are ways to get around that, too. Spells and such that many people might know. I just know that could they, I trust his resources. Could they maybe be those creatures that were made? And it takes him a minute to to get what you're saying. He's like, you know, that's that is a possibility that they were... Those weird creatures. 
as as Rochelle. Now, what are y'all talking about these these creatures? I I don't know nothing about these things. Well, as Roscoe, so DM here, Roscoe, you were part of that. I would be familiar with them from the battle, right? Correct. But I wouldn't necessarily know a whole lot unless I talk to Dracaris about you it. You could have been able to get some information of like why were they kind like of that. the details behind why the battle Correct. Even so happened. I think you would be somewhat familiar, be familiar with, with it. with it at least, okay. Correct. So going back to Dracaris. About seven months ago, our cleric here was Rochelle. She was possessed by this evil lizard folk character named Qualkek. Boudreaux, you would recognize that name, but of course you're already familiar with this story. Qualkek was his people down in the swamps were attacked by the Trigrovan. He was so driven by hatred that he was trying to create new creatures. So he decided to start experimenting. Well, he somehow developed on how to make creatures like us, humanoids, into animals, animal forms, very vicious. It was terrifying. Yes, and poor Rochelle somehow got possessed with his spirit when he died through his staff. And so she became an unwilling participant in perfecting, as you could say, the way to create these, what she's deeming as were-creatures. So somebody could turn into a were, could turn into a wolf, almost like a druid, he points to himself, that I can, that druids can turn into small animals, turn into wolves and bears. But they turn into almost like a, a hybrid, half bear, half human, or even half dwarf, half werewolf and they just turn savage and just want to kill and she's but she Rochelle was able to fight back and push him away you know she was able to push him to the back of it back of her mind and take possession of her body again so she's in complete control again and now her job her goal is to find a cure for this that's why she's not seen very often around the hollow. She's off trying to find cures to help these people that she feels responsible for. Udro and Willow have been trying to help find said cures too. He nods. And you call my bonding unnatural? <laughs> Honey, at least we were semi-willing. So it is very possible that these... These what we've been calling gnolls, they could be hybrid creatures, but even from the little information we know about them, they would still be pretty aggressive, I would think, unless they've developed a new sense of intelligence. I don't know, but Lila identified the footprint as a gnoll footprint, but... Well, it was similar to the ones that we had seen going up that passage before up there and been attacked by and or told were gnolls. Now, think uh, about it. My sister, she has 
several expertises in uh, this area, spells, magics, that type of stuff. And she did say that there are some people who can uh, change things, make things appear, uh, not only just physically, but um, in other ways, too, to be some other creatures. It could be that. And if uh, from what we know or don't know, that uh, our friend Fanny over here says that there's there's more of these bandits than that. That could be if they have sorcerer wizard something like that there could be something like that going on out here and maybe that's why i didn't recognize the footprint too maybe it's different enough because i've tracked gnolls before never seen one but i've tracked them before yeah and our encounter dracaris is speaking our encounter with the gnolls before is they they attack on sight they are very territorial and these gnolls haven't seen that. They what? What was your interaction with them? You mentioned that you ran into some. Running into, used loosely. We were sleeping, and uh, Fenrir, I believe, here was was on watch, and he heard something coming up the trail, and woke us up, and we put out the fire, and we sat there, real quiet, like, and. Henley jumped up in a tree, and we all watched him walk by, and they looked, as far as I know, for a little I know, they all looked like gnolls as they walked by, but there was no no even sense of us. There was no, like, they didn't stop and even look at us, and we couldn't have been more than 50, 60 feet away from them, probably. It was really odd that they didn't smell our fire and come investigate. Or smell Boudreaux. It does not very nice. <laughs> stating facts. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Your car speaks up. That that is very strange. That because they have a very sensitive nose, and they would have been able to spot you. I would have thought because they have pretty good vision in the dark as well. Well, I could see them, and Fender could see them. So they could have seen us if they were actually gnolls. I, my money, if I was a betting woman, would be that they aren't. And we do know the general location they went. You to, were able to follow them. Uh, to a point, we followed them kind of up the path, and we had to make that decision go left to the plateau where our mission was or go right and follow them. Other way, sorry, um, but we chose to just go up to go up to the plateau and and finish checking that stuff out. So we have at least a general. It was not long after that that we found. Well, Boudreau spotted the dead scouts. So it sounds like that's the kind of the area of our bandit friends. Then, at least on the plateau. Did y'all want to go talk to this prisoner some more? Maybe he's got some more information that we don't. Maybe we can help piece your story and his story more together. It's a good idea. Fenrir, will you bring him out? Yeah. So he, you I'll, go. I'll walk over to the door. Okay. I'm assuming the guard would. Yeah, the guard's been through. sitting here, kind of listening to well, everything. And I would 
walk in. While he's grabbing him. Okay. I just want to walk up to Dracaris. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Be like, Dracaris, I don't. I'm a halfling. I don't know what this magic stuff is. What's what's happening? Kind of like, like almost like in a scared, like it's all a new experience for him. Mm. You know, he's lived his life as a halfling and he got out a little bit. He even in the little bit that he's been out, he hasn't experienced a whole lot of magic. And now we're, you know, sitting here talking about dark magic and, mm. and stuff. So, so Roscoe's pretty, I, I don't know that I want to say scared, but pretty shook. Right. This is a total different. And, and, and still, even in the light of new company, Jakaris is kind of still the one guy he feels comfortable talking to. Right. Jakaris kind of notices your concern. And he's like, there are a lot of magic out there. A lot of good magic. For example, our shaman yeah. here, like she has the ability to heal and do good. Now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he is good at those kind of magics. Me as a druid, I kind of have nature magics. But there are those out there who decide to do evil. Eventually, they can do it to other people, twist them. I mean, look at the were-creatures that we've run into. Qualkek was able to, through magic and herbalism, create these creatures. I've known, personally, some, some wizards that can raise the dead. And that's not good magic. It's not good at all. That's it's just not scary good. stuff. But we need to fight against it. There is a lot going on here that I think you guys are probably going to end up figuring out. But remember, Let wherever... Let anywhere we can. I'll, I'll go wherever you tell me to, but I'm just a halfling with a stick. I don't know what I can do about things like this. That's why you got us, sugar. For a group now. And Roscoe, you the man. I know I tell you that all the time, but I really mean it. You did mm-hmm. save Dracarys's life. Oh. <laughs> you see Dracarys kind of <laughs> roll his eyes like, not this again. <laughs> and Boudreaux will yeah, you, you anywhere. <laughs> right, because um, Roscoe did save Dracarys's life in that big battle that happened. Six months ago. Six months ago, when the were creatures turned, and there was also the zombies that were there too, and one of the magic people there yeah, shot yeah. a firebolt at Dracarys, but Roscoe stepped in in front with his shield and protected him as he escaped with value about mm-hmm. a valuable item. Fenrir's gonna turn to Roscoe and be like, "It's not just a stick, bro." And that's a glaive, man. There's a story here where you almost rammed the guy off of a cliff, man. That was so sweet. <laughs> yeah, dog, that was awesome. What? <laughs> Fenrir just turned into a punk. <laughs> Fenrir just got, when he gets really excited, he gets 
like really <laughs> laid back. And it's like, man, you know what? That was so cool. <laughs> so dope, dog. I want it. Is this? Is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hear me out. Which one is this? Is this Fanny or Van Rear? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking Fanny. Featuring out more often. Sugar, you I totally think sound like uh, Tito off of uh, <laughs> Oliver oh, Company. Company. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so Fenrir is going to bring out Oscar. Oh, Fenrir now. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting oh, serious, we, okay? We, it's Fenrir. We scared Fenny away. <laughs> <laughs> you had to take his fedora pop to the side off. Oh, man. Okay. So Oscar comes out of the room. He's kind of like, his eyes are really big. Hey, Oscar. How are you going? Going good. Oh, good. Well, we just going to talk to you for a little bit. That okay? Yeah. Were you, were you able to talk to him? Looking at Fenrir. I was. And I look at, kind of look over at Dracarys and Bellerin. And be like, if he holds up his end of the deal, we let him go, right? You can see that Dracarys is all in on this. Like, he nods. He's like, I agree with this. You're not going to cause any more trouble, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, I just want out of here. Like, this is way in over my head. I took a job that I shouldn't have, and I should, you know, I just want to go home. Get out of this mess. Okay. But you see Beller, and he's still thinking. And he's like, I don't think we can. And you see Oscar's eyes get like, uh. Jakaris looks at Bellerin. If he leads us to the bandit cave, he can help us catch these guys or take care of them. I don't see any harm of letting him go. But that might, Bellerin speaking, that might have him notify that we found them. That might... Trigger something with Mendrick aren't that they, we found out. Aren't they going to be notified either way once we show up on their doorsteps? If we want to make sure that this is Mendrick's doing, I think maybe, and he kind of looks at Oscar, we have a mole in their midst, and we could figure out where they're attacking and slowly take them out instead of just knocking on their doorstep. Maybe we can... He can earn his freedom that way. Now, Oscar, you up for a job like that? Uh, now, hold no. on, hold on, hold on here. Assuming that this whole handiwork was from our lovely little Mendrek here, he would know who was on that plateau or not, and he would know that our, our lovely little friend Oscar here was part of that group. He would know he was the one that we brought back. And I don't think that he would trust a lick he would say. That's a good point. We don't want Oscar dying on us. Mm, no, I, <laughs> I don't want to die. Oscar, how handy are you with the weapon? He's got. I can. I can handle my own. I uh, guess. Out of the group that was up there with us, where would you rank yourselves in skill amongst them? Probably at the bottom. I mean, I did cut. Um, I I did get Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's probably why I gassed you, honey. No, no, we good. No worry. Bellerin. Remember, we talked this out on the way down. As as much as none of us here like Mendrick, we all know he's smart. And I think putting Oscar here back in that situation 
would not play out well for Oscar's health. Especially if, no offense, Oscar, you were the worst one with the weapon. How, I'm taken. How, how would you escape and, and Jeff, the leader, not? I also think that Mendrick won't trust him anymore and will just kill him on sight. Who is this Mendrick? Probably the guy that hired Jeff. He did not dead boss. No, though. Oh, he's not the dead one. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to laugh away from the mic. Well, I, I, I'll help. I'll, I'll do anything you guys ask. As long as I, you know, you, you, did you let me go? That's, that's all I ask. I'll, I'll help you in any way I can. I just want out. We did talk before about the fact that he might be a decent guy to this here place that we need to go, although we kind of volunteered ourselves to go afterwards as well. That could be a way that he could also help after pointing us in the, the right direction over there. Maybe Oscar could be the envoy to go talk to uh, Glonquest. Because we might have to go figure out these uh, bandits. Why why are we all talking about Oscar like he's not here? What? I I all I want is to show you where the bandits are and and I can go. Like that's that's easy. I can even look, I can even go inside, you know, go go pretend I got news from Jeff, right? Cuz cuz Jeff was a leader. I could uh maybe go in there and tell them that they need help on the plateau and you can set a trap for him. And then and then I go. And then and then I'm gone. You guys win, and I'm off. Yeah, I'm good. You can kind of see like a panic in his in his voice. He's just like, I just want out of here. I don't think we need to put his life in any more danger than he's already in. Oh, yeah. please, no. We don't need to do that to him. <laughs> yes, please, no. Oscar. Yes. Were there any creatures, like no light creatures in the bandits? N- not that I know of. humans. I've I've been there maybe once or twice, but I didn't see any of these uh, these creatures that you were talking about. I don't I don't know what, but but I do know that there is a magic person with them. He's creepy. I don't, ugh. but there is there's about ten of them up there, and they've just been told to you know raid the. Raid the ore every now and then, and and disturb things, kind of slowing down production. That's 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 all I know. Other than that, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll show you where it's at. We can go right now if you want. I mean, we have that fancy lift now. No, Fen Fenrir, Mister Fenny, um, you got a map. If he shows you a map, Oscar, do you think you can like maybe point us in the right direction? I mean, <laughs> depending on. I've never really seen a map. If you drew it well enough, I guess I could point it out. But I mean, I'm willing to take you there. Bossman, what you say? Spell ran, by the way. Oh, talking about. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Jakar's his boss man. <laughs> no, he's Jakar, so the blue one. The blue one, that's right. So Bellerin's kind of just listening in on the whole thing. You can kind of tell he's fed up with things. And he's like, I. I honestly don't care. Like, whatever you guys decide, let's just try and get this place back in order. 
I don't want any more bloodshed. I don't think we need to fight anymore. If Mendrick is behind this, we should try to expose him of the crook he is and get him behind bars. But I don't want any bloodshed anymore. This place has seen too much of it already. We have lost too many people. The big battle that happened, we lost a lot of refugees, a lot of people that were looking for homes, and I am sick of it. I am sick of all this just hatred and fighting. I just want the hollow to be back to what it was, a peaceful place. And if you guys think that you can, the best way to handle it is to go take out whatever that means to you, take out the bandits, do it. But I'm just done with it. I will leave that decision up to you. And Bellerin stands up and he walks out. Lila's kind of have going to have kind of a shock look because she's never seen him walk out on things before. He's always been the level-headed one. Right. And then she's going to just kind of straighten her shoulders a little bit and kind of go into like not leader, but like somebody needs to make a decision around mm. here. We it's enough talking. You know, even if Mendrick is behind all of this, he can hire more thugs, he can hire more people to mess things up as they are. I think the best way to get this man out is to stop any potential buying of anything. Now, these attacks aren't on, yes, but we've dealt with them as long as we have. And we can continue to deal with them for the time being. But we can't do nothing if he buys us out. Nobody can do nothing here if this place is bought out. I think that we should head elsewhere for the time being. And maybe Tracaris can send another scouting party up there to check things out. See if it, uh, our new friend here has said is true. That's my two cents. But uh, Tracaris has the final say on this. Does anybody else have an opinion? Or thoughts? I, I was going to say the same thing as Lila. We can't make this place the way Bellerin does, wants it to be so bad if Mendrick buys it up, he will make this place slaves again. They may get paid, but they won't be able to make a home here. He kind of glances at everybody else. And Bellerin. and the hollow won't be able to ever pay him back because he'll own the mine. Is there any chance Mendrick is not behind this? I mean, it's possible, but it seems to be, seems to me that all signs are pointing to him. Isn't that too obvious? What do you mean? Like, I just find it strange that, you know, the note on there has Mendrick's initials. Like, Mendrick seems like a really smart guy to me. And I don't think he would sacrifice his money and put his reputation at risk by putting his initials on a note to a guy that, or to a band of robbers. You think he's being set up? Well, even if he is being set up, sugar, ah, uh, we still need to take care of 
somebody, not necessarily us, but somebody needs to take care of this mind business and see if we can put a stop to it. Again, there That's can true. be others that can be assigned to some of these other things, or we can go and check this out. But I think our skills are best suited elsewhere. You can come along if you want. It'd be a good story. You can stay here if you want. You can get a different story. However, I am willing to put money on, If again, if I was a betting woman, that sometimes a herring's just a herring. And sometimes... It is what it is, and people don't expect you to find what you find. And we take care of this other business. We maybe can come back and take care of that other business. Maybe somebody else has got it, but we should be over there. Roscoe, what do you think? Both sides are valid arguments. I will go where Dracarys tells me to, because either one could have viable solutions Renrir has a point, maybe maybe Mendrick is being set up, but we all saw the way he acted when he came in. Granted, we were all lying to him. So that probably didn't help matters. That happens when nobody likes you. Yes. It may be just as beneficial to save the city first. Udra, what's your thoughts? Uh... <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, he scratches his head. <laughs> um, I need some. Color. I mean, he was really mean to Henley. <laughs> Great. So we've got two people on the fence here. One person who uh, just will do whatever boss man says is, and no offense to Carl. So we'll add to a point, but I think I what I think, and I think we should do what I what. I mentioned, um, which is also the same thing that our, our range friend here thinks that we should do. Thoughts? What do you think? Where are we going? I do think the best form of action is to stop the sale of the hollow because whether he is the bad guy or not, I don't think the, to have him as the owner is the best thing for Hayden's hollow. And maybe as we stop that, we could find more information on if he is involved in this mess. I personally believe he is. He looks like a scumbag to me. Mm-hmm. Great. This isn't so, made. We'll go ahead. We'll go there. Now you need to put somebody in charge. You putting Roscoe in charge again? I'll leave that up to you, who's in charge. I do have trust in Roscoe. He has proven himself, though insecure. I think he has been a good leader. But I'll let you five decide. I definitely vote for Roscoe. <laughs> Great. Roscoe, you can be the boss. That's all right. I don't mind being second. Um... <laughs> Are you sure about that? Well, I may, I may question your decisions and I may question them Um loudly but at the end of the day I, I will take whatever you say into deep consideration before making any decisions uh henley you coming along dear i'll come yeah great maybe she can be your second uh, no <laughs> i'm happy where i am <laughs> betty you coming yeah great but can i go talk to mendrick first 
Uh, he honey, won't talk to you. Yeah, he may not want to do that. He was quite upset when we left him. Maybe wait until tomorrow. When are we leaving? I, I think like tomorrow to would sleep. be the best. I hurt. It is getting late into the night. It probably wouldn't be safe to travel in the travel on these roads this late. And we do need some rest. And Henley yawns. <laughs> so probably I can go for a nap myself. <laughs> so probably tomorrow afternoon, sometime early afternoon, I would imagine. Got to get ourselves together. And we're going to Avalon. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be an exciting adventure. I'm sure, full of full of lots of little stories for you. Some intrigue. Think about it. Up to you, dear. Let me sleep on it. All right, you sleep on that. Boudreaux, are you coming? I figured as soon as Roscoe was in, you were in, because, you know. <laughs> you know me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that settles it. Let's go rest up, and let me know if you need any supplies. I'll see what I can do to help you. Maybe a bigger and faster horse for that over there. And she points to Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Shrek, you do a good job. I like my donkey, all right? No, you don't. I could probably use more arrows for the journey, because in the five weeks, there's probably not. Any places to stop? No, from what I understand, there's not a lot of resting places between here and there. Here in Avalon. But rest up. We can talk more in the morning. So you guys all go your... I gotta go cook some soup. Yep. (laughs) I know that um, Lila would probably want to go up to Mal, because she is super curious why she was even behind Mendrick to begin with. Mm. Figure out what that was going about. And um, maybe get a new bedroll. She's got one in. Okay. Roscoe actually probably wants to go track down Bellerin for a minute. Okay. Henley's probably just going to go sleep in her cave. Okay. okay. We'll go ahead and start with Lila. Okay. Um. So I'm going to walk up, because I'm assuming Mel's probably back at her shop. Correct. Maven Riggs. And so I'm going to walk in. Does it have like a little ding, little bell or something about the door? Sure. Just walk in. Mm-hmm. Ding, um, ding, ding, ding. Adventures first stop. <laughs> <laughs> Maven Ricks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mal, do you hear? No. Is that you, Lila? Oh, you know it, sweetie. Oh, come, come on back here. I'm in the back. All right. You walk back there and you can see her. She's kind of getting ready for bed. What? What can I do for you, Lila? So we're going to be heading out tomorrow for uh, quite the journey. And I was just wondering if you had a new bedroll. Mine's kind of been uh, been wearing out a little bit thin here, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe I have an extra. Uh, let's go. She starts rummaging through some, like, crates and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Here. Well, thank you. Do you know how much is this going to cost me? Oh, f- for you? That... Maybe, maybe two silver. Dude, make a three. You know that I like you and that oh. you need to keep things up around here. Don't cut me any slack here. Oh, I appreciate it. So just a side note for the listeners. In my world, instead of the common courtesy currency being gold, I dropped it down to silver. So a lot of things that they're going to be purchasing is with silver instead of gold. Gold is a little more valuable in my world, which making platinum even more valuable. Okay. Now, sugar... You were uh, there 
this afternoon for that whole spiel with Mendrick, right? Yeah, that was really awkward. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, honey. He's not um, my nice man. No, he's not. I'm curious, though. Why, why were you there? Oh, so we were over at the blacksmith's with Ungar and Nadella, who've been kind of running the blacksmith shop when uh, Bellerin, you know, became the council guy. Right, right. Because we were over there negotiating the ore price, trying to find the, how pure the ore was, and then discuss on a price. Okay. And since I have a little expertise on, you know, shopping, because, you know, our family deals with merchandise, uh, that's kind of been my job to kind of negotiate with Mendrick on prices. And when he heard that the group was back, he kind of rushed out and I was kind of just tagging along because I was curious too. All right. So nothing crazy. Did you overhear him saying anything while you were in there or while you were on your way over maybe? Anything out of the norm? No. Or odd? I, I just, I don't like him. He's he's very, he's a very greedy man. Oh, sugar. I don't think there's... Not one person here, God's included for him, his personal agenda that he has that they like either. Yeah, it's very, very fishy how he became the owner of of Walren Enterprises to begin with. What do you mean? Well, I mean, he, my family's Maven Rick's company, that we kind of started out in, in Avalon too. And he was, you know, part of... Walren Enterprises were kind of, you know, friendly rivalry, I would think. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't know, just, he started out just a, a normal salesman, and now he's the owner. It's kind of strange that how that happened. And ever since he's become owner, he's been, you know, buying up other little companies. Because he, I honestly think he ran them into the ground. Luckily, we haven't been hit that much, but I guess it is kind of a struggle because, well, obviously we can't help the hollow as we once could because we're financially struggling as well. Of course, of course. Or else I would be more than happy to. Happy to, you know, I love the hollow. Yeah, you you've always been kind to us here, and anybody coming and going, and you've always been fair with everybody, which I appreciate very much. Being one of those those fine people that's kind of coming and going here. I I thank you for your time, Mal, but I I won't keep you much longer. I can see that you're trying to get ready for the night. No, no, you're you're good. You can you can stay here tonight if you want. Oh, would you mind? I promise not to bore you or tell you any of some of my crazy stories. I know sometimes I get off on tangents. <laughs> yes, yes, I do enjoy those. Oh, by the way, I finally got that joke about the skunk. Oh, did I, you finally? Get I finally it? did. Oh. <laughs> it, it took me a minute, but yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, I'm so glad that you caught that because when I said, and then Roscoe came up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't get it, but I got it now. Oh, I'm so glad that you did, sugar. <laughs> okay, so we'll leave that where that is. Um, Roscoe, you were heading to? To Bellerin, yes. Bellerin, that's right. Do, do I know where he walked off to? Or... So kind of like where... Where he sleeps and everything is at the blacksmith's place because originally that is his his place. Though he's not a 
He is a decent blacksmith. He's not a practicing He's blacksmith. not, yeah. He's very. He's a lot more comfortable in the position he is in now than being a blacksmith. He was kind of filling in a role at the time when he had the blacksmith because he was the most trained. But now that Ungar and Nadella are there, they are better blacksmiths than, than he was. Okay. So he kind of leaves it. Still kind of owns the shop or maintains the shop. But they kind of run it now. Ungar is a really old dwarf. He's super scarred on the face. He has a big, long mustache, very thick mustache. Very dwarven mustache. Correct. But he has only one arm. Okay. Nadella, she is a forest gnome, and she is just ecstatic about learning how to blacksmith. And she's actually catches on really easily. Before, she was a very an expert carpenter. But she's like, mm, I want to learn something else. She has that personality that she's like, ooh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Can I do this? Oh, look how good I can do it, you know? And so Ungar loves it, but he also gets really impatient with her because she tries to do more than, than, she's, than capable she's capable of, of, and it can cause an accident. Like she said, She's had several close calls, and of course, he lost his arm in a blacksmith accident so he's very being very protective not about from her. her right not from her no this was before okay. and so you know that he would bellerin likes to go there sometimes okay. he likes to pick up a hammer and, and remind a little bit remind me the name of the city that i'm from i forget mapleshire that's right thank you okay so i'm gonna walk down to the uh the blacksmiths and just pop in and and look around and say bellerin are you here you see nadella kind of in the front sweeping she's like Oh, Roscoe, yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's in the back. Is, is it all right if I go uh, speak to him real quick? Uh, yeah, he kind of came in in a, in a huff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go talk to him about that real quick. Okay, well, he's 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 in the back. Okay. So I'll walk through and I'll be like, uh, excuse me, Bellerin, sir. Okay, so you walk back there and you kind of see that there's a, a candle burning in like kind of a... A little area. It's kind of curtained off. You walk back there and you pull the curtain back. And you... I don't know why I'm crying. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> this is... <emotional. laughs> just the, the image in my time. head. It was just like really sad to me. Sorry. Aww. So you walk in. Kind of pull, open up this curtain. And you see that he has this kind of trunk open. And he's kind of... He has his hand in there. And you can kind of see his hand moving back and forth. As you get closer, you see like this beautiful, beautiful, it's almost, it looks metagaming or, you know, real world. It looks like a steel guitar. Okay. You know how it's long mm -hmm. and it's very shiny silver metal. It doesn't have any strings on it, but you can see that there's places for strings. Right. And you see him kind of just gently caressing it, but he doesn't seem to notice you. Uh, I'll, I'll walk a little closer. Uh, Bellerin, can I, can I have a moment of your time, sir? <clears throat> yes. It's a, it's a very beautiful instrument there. What is it? This is one of the last things that my grandfather made me. I, of course, am not a typical dwarf. You know, 
I never got into blacksmithing or fighting. And my family never really understood that. But he did. He made this for me. This is what he called, he called it a steel lute. And it's made out of mithril. Because the sound of it, he said, will resonate in a beautiful tones. I personally always wanted to be a bard. But my, my parents and my family didn't agree. But my grandfather understood because he once wanted the same dream. And so he made this for me. And he sent me on the quest to find the strings to do this. It was part of his dying wish because he didn't have time to make the strings. And I, you know, wound up here and lost my dream. Because people needed help with a blacksmith. And now we're in a mess that we are in. And he just starts, you know, you see a tear go down his eye. And he just is just, you can see his, his mind is somewhere else right now. Did you ever find the strings or know where to get them? My father, my grandfather, my grandsire. (laughs) (laughs) He gave me the instructions on how to make it, but I don't know how to make them. They're, he said that they can be made out of mithril as well. But I have to find a master blacksmith that knows how to make mithril and build it. It's a metal that's very rare that I don't even know where it's mined. And I don't even know where a blacksmith is able to make it that would be willing to make strings for an instrument. Well. It sounds like we're heading out to Avalon in the morning. I can come out there. I'll ask around the blacksmiths and see if they know of anyone. I mean, it's going to be a very long journey for us, but, I mean, you've done enough for this town. They should, We can do something for you. Well, if you are able to find it, it is going to cost quite a bit of money. But I'll, don't don't worry I'll, about I'll, me. I'll sell my, my mead recipe. It's fine. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. But I I appreciate the sentiment. I just get, I want this place to be beautiful. But, I don't know. I just, it's been hard for me to see the light of of any ray of hope recently. But, we'll, we'll get there. And in game, Mithril is platinum, Yes. Okay. True silver. True silver. Well, I just wanted to uh, to come and apologize. I did not. I didn't mean to to step on your toes or overstep my boundaries back there in the meeting. I just was concerned about the well-being of Oscar. Is all. No, you had every right to do so. I want the best outcome we can get. It just seems lately in this cursed place it seems like every time we try to take a step forward someone's there always to knock us down three pegs and I just I don't know what to do anymore 
I'm supposed to lead this town, but... How? I just don't know. People look up to you, and, and they they see you, and even if you don't think you're making a difference, I promise you are. So please don't don't give up on them. We're gonna go looks like we're go like I said, we're going out to Avalon starting in the morning to try and stop whatever mischief Mendrick may be up to. Whether he's behind the lift breaking or just buying the city or whatever it is. We're going to try and save it because it's worth saving. And we're all willing to take that risk and take that, that on us. So don't don't give up hope on the city here. Okay. I, I appreciate. He puts a hand on your shoulder. He's like, thank you. I will do my best to keep this city together while you are gone. Um, and, and, and you speak of, you, know, you mentioned that you just can't see, see any hope at the end of the tunnel. Well, from, from a halfling's perspective, sometimes that hope starts at, at, at the entrance of the city when you walk in. I come from a town named Mapleshire. Very cheerful, very happy, very, you know, loving when you walk through the door. You walk in here and you've got a hollow. Hollow is not a very welcoming word. I mean, for a halfling, you know, it just it's, sounds empty, you know. Think maybe, maybe this city needs a new hope. It's Hayden's hope, Hayden's haven. Something like that, you know, just... Sorry. That's what no, I was thinking that's too. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Just, just you know, just something to inspire people a little more as they walk through the door. You know, a, a warm welcome as they get here. Start them out on that positive attitude. You know, might help a little bit. I like that. You know what? That does. Maybe that's what this place needs. Is it a new name? I do. I do like that. Hayden's Haven. Old name comes with just a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of blood, as you mentioned earlier. It's time to get something new. I agree. I should get going. We got a got an early start in the morning, so um, thank you again for everything, and I hope you find your strings for that that instrument one day, and hopefully we can. Get this city to where you want it. Thank you, Roscoe. My turn. Look up. Well, I think that's a good spot to end it. We'll see you guys later. Hello there, and welcome to the end credits of Chapter 6, A New Hope. I am your host for the end credits, DM Dave, and like I'd like to give a big shout-out to D.A. Nichols. She has written the music for this this podcast, and we are very appreciative to her. If you'd like to check out her original RPG, she has written one. It's called Shields of Power. And you can find that at drivethroughrpg.com. 
Again, that's drivethroughrpg.com. Shields of Power. I'd like to also give out a big shout out to the players in this game. Abby, Elsie, Becky, Evan, and Zeb. They've been so good about creating this beautiful story. We have already recorded about four more episodes, five more episodes, and I'll tell you what, you're in for a big treat if you like sour. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about it. But thank you guys for listening, honestly. And uh, we are so appreciative of your guys' feedback and for just listening to the episode. If you like it, please uh, review us and if you give us a five-star review. I'll, I'll see if I can talk to Psalm about giving you a, a shout-out on the, on the next episode. Honestly, guys, thank you so much. If you'd like to reach out to us, please follow us on social media at on Twitter, Instagram, I think we're on Tumblr as well. I know I always say that. I don't know where my... I don't deal with the social medias. <laughs> but look in the show notes. Search Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Also, we have a, an email at the Chaos Bard. Chaos Pod... I don't know why they made it such a t- tongue twister. The Chaos Bard Pod at gmail.com. Again, guys, thanks for listening. And until next time... We unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.